what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. Just clearing out some of that old cold that's just passing through. All right, my friends, hopefully you're ready. Hopefully you're ready for a mediocre mom. That's what I saw on her coffee mug anyways. Let's see what I got on my coffee mug. Look, look, a feelings wheel. What? Wow. I want to hear what Megan has to say about that. Welcome to the show. Hi. Your coffee mug or mine this morning? Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to grab this one, but here we are. <laughs> well, but welcome to the truth. show. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank we'll you. Both, we'll both be, you know, mediocre and then legendary here this morning. I'm feeling kind of mediocre myself, but I'm waking up legendary and that's what's important, right? It's not yeah. how you kind of it's not how you start the day, it's how you restart the day. That's what they always told me in recovery anyways. David, you can restart your day anytime you want to. I'm like, hold on a second. I don't really understand that. But now I do. They were speaking metaphorically, Megan. Yeah. So what brought you to Legendary? What, what were you looking to get out of this program? Oh, man. I uh, I started like so many people, I think, do. And I was looking for a side hustle that could just make me a little extra money. And um. I've been working my way up the corporate ladder in the civil engineering development industries for like 10 years. And I started as a temp filling in for at the front desk and I worked my way up to project manager, which I'm really proud of. Um, and for a long time, that's defined, you know, my idea of success. Mm -hmm. And I had my kid a couple of years ago and I was like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I was like, I know there are 12 year olds whose brains aren't even fully developed making millions of dollars online. There has to be a way that I can do it. Right. Um, so on my hunt for side hustles, I came across legendary and I gave it a shot and it's been really cool. Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah. Um, 12 year olds, YouTubing, making <laughs> yeah. it on, so makes it, makes it, um, makes it look easy right makes it sound easy but the truth is is that um that there's some skills that us old dogs need to learn right mm -hmm. we need to learn some some skills some of these skills that come to these whippersnappers who are just popping out of bellies you know a couple <laughs> of years ago they're different i mean we remember when we were the kids and we were the now we're not we're uncool i've lost all my cool points i'm a 40 year old dad now basically, you know, and I'm relating to your story because I think once we have children, our priorities do change and society is not set up to support that. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's any person and most people go through a change in the middle of their life, whether they have kids or not. Right. So what did you do when you found legendary? How did you get started? And what was that beginning week or so as you were decided to take the challenge? What was that like for you? Were you did you listen to a few wake up legendaries? Were you scoping us out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Stevie was my business plate advisor. And um, I feel a little bit guilty. And I told I talk about this in my lives and stuff like I, I came prepared and um, I'm not sure he was prepared. <laughs> Looking back, I do feel a little bit guilty about it. Cause I was kind of grilling him, but um, I started with the seven, with the 15 day challenge. And I didn't tell my husband that I started because I didn't want him to be like, what are you doing? Um, 
Yeah. But uh, he saw me on the couch, you know, doing this. And I was like, I'm doing something and this is going to take us places. I'm not going to tell you anything else. <laughs> I was like, no, something. I like that. That's kind of how I would communicate with my wife. Yeah. I can identify with that. I was like, don't worry about it. I'll talk to you about it later. Um, but I'm going to quit my job this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. to him, aren't you? Like, Right. Um, he was like getting your tech. He was like, can I take your temperature? Are you? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> like, have you, have you been drinking or? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you did, God, that's a common theme, right? Where we don't want to tell our spouses, man. I mean, we're afraid of, do you think we're more afraid of, of rejection and judgment from our, our spouses or strangers? I don't know. And I, I wasn't necessarily afraid of like rejection because he's, he's a, he's so supportive. Um, and I had never invested in myself. I have never done something like this for myself. I've never taken a chance on myself. And um, so he was kind of for it. And he was like, really? Like, this is what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, I, I really want to do it. And so after he, after I finally told him about it and, um, he joined in on some of my calls with my business plan advisor and he was like, okay, let's do it. And now we talk about it and he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do next. We're going to start building an empire. And, you know, he's got a lot of really good ideas. Um, but so yeah, I roundabout, I got started with the 15 day challenge and that's where it's, that's where it changed. Yeah. So was there light bulb moments? What in particular, as a civil engineer, I smiled, that that was a uncle and my grandfather's profession, my mom's mom. Um, what, what about going through the 15-day challenge had light bulbs going off for a civil engineer slash mom slash wife? Yeah, so technically, I'm not the actual civil engineer. I just work with them, but I'm a project manager for, you know what, I might as well be. I've been with them for so long. Just okay. without the degree, who cares? A project manager at the civil engineer's office. There you go. Yeah. So, what had light bulbs going off? I think that what it was is like I just realized it's not as difficult as you think it's going to be. Um, and legendary kind of lays that out for you, and they tell you exactly what you need to do. And um, where before, when you're just getting started, it's like this giant, overwhelming idea. And um, you kind of need a step-by-step step. and legendary provided that for me. And then once I saw the steps kind of laid out in front of me, it was like, Oh, I can do this. I can do this all day long and as much as I want. Um, and so that's kind of when it clicked for me and I officially decided like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with my nine to five and this is what's going to, this is it. So are you done? Have you, have you made that transition yet? And, and if not, what, what is your game plan for 2023? I haven't made that transition yet. Um, I still work, you know, my nine to five full time. I work remotely. So that is a benefit. Yeah. But um, I'm kind of cataloging my journey through digital marketing um, with my followers. And when I go live and I'm today's day 38 for me. Nice. So um, I like to keep track of that for myself as well. And I'm, I tell everybody else, I'm hoping in the next six months or less, I'm able to make that transition. So that's what I'm working for. Yeah. Well, I have no doubt that'll come true. Whatever you 
whatever you decide. And it sounds like you already have. And that's a, the powerful, I want to point that out because how powerful was it when you, when it clicked for you and you, and you actually went through the training? This is another thing that I see so many folks doing is buying the training, but then going into like a Facebook group and going, okay, where should I start? It's like, we'll go through the training. That's part of being successful. You got to take the time to, it's not a four year degree. You don't, you don't have to travel to West Virginia like my wife did to go to college and get her four year degree. You can stay right in the comfort of your own home, but there's some things that you need to learn because those things that you learn will lead to skills that you develop. And then when you apply them, you'll actually know them because you'll have have actually proven to yourself that you can do them. Um, so what what uh, for you when you were when you saw yourself doing it and you made the decision, you were like, OK, I'm out. I can do that. What was that moment of instant confidence like? Because that's what it sounded. It was like it clicked for. Of course, we'll talk about all the other things that happen and all the other fears and stuff. But what was it like to just sit and actually not be on the outside on TikTok or scrolling on social media, but actually plop your money down and go in and watch the movie yourself? Right. Instead of listening to all the critics or listening to all the other people give their opinions about the movie. Right. I'm using an analogy here. But what was it like to go in and watch the movie yourself and get the information yourself? And, and I'm just addressing this because I see it come up so often where we all ask for everybody else's opinions and we live our life even oftentimes about how we're going to operate our business based on what everybody else says instead of going in and watching the movie by ourselves and 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 seeing what we take from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember the evening that I decided that my husband and I decided to do it. We were actually out of town, and um, we had you know a meeting with with Stevie, and he looked at me and he was like, "So are we doing this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing this, hundred percent." And to actually invest in it in myself, it was it felt amazing number one i didn't really know what was going to happen because i was brand new to it um but it felt so good to know that i'm taking an active step in changing my life and my family's life and um that's kind of that's almost been one of my favorite parts so far is like making that decision and taking the plunge and then learning that information and and sitting down and like just absorbing all of it and it was, it was just, it was a really, it was a boost, which I didn't expect it to be because it was work. Yeah. Um, but it was like the best kind of work for me. Mm, mm. Sounds like something that you've been, what, that you've been looking for missing and maybe even didn't know that it's what you wanted. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because it, you were climbing the corporate ladder. That's what you were probably told oh, to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. And you were doing a great job at it and you're proud of it. And I heard that and you should be. Mm -hmm. And not, but, and, and you had this, you had a child that changed your life and, and you also have this desire within you to, to, um, to, to really invest in yourself and improve to you and your bosses and everybody else in the world, what you're really worth. Right. Oh yeah. That's I, a big deal for you. You know, you no longer want people telling you what you're worth, but you want to to you want to determine your value and your worth. Is that right? Yeah, and it's kind of funny you're saying that because I haven't heard you say that before, but that's what I tell everybody. Um, 
And to be honest, I told him, you know, I'm tired of these middle-aged white men telling me what I'm worth and how far I'm going to go based on my education or experience or industry standards. And um, not only do I want to prove it to myself, I want to prove it to other working moms. I want to prove it. I do want to prove it to, you know, my bosses or my old bosses. Like, yeah, you know, um, like you, you can quit. You can find alternatives that are going to give you a quality of life that you never thought you could achieve. And I, I hope that other people resonate with that because that that's a really big deal to me. Aside from finances, which are all, you know, a huge reason why I'm in this, it's, it's like a, a lifestyle freedom that I'm yeah. after. I think a lot, I think a lot of people are, and a lot of people are, you know, I think a lot of people are in that same boat. I think a lot of people are resonating with that message, even in this moment, right? People are listening to this, this show. Um, so you wanted to figure out a way I want to map this out for everybody's listening. And there's a few people that asked, you know, what did you buy the blueprints? What it's, it looks like you're fully invested in your education and invested in yourself. And I, I looked at your um, application. I saw that you did buy the blueprints. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, we've already touched on investing in yourself. You've said something about that several times. I get the point. Is, is there anything else that, that you you would tell somebody about investing in themselves or what that experience was like to drop a few thousand dollars on your education right which is scary we shouldn't we shouldn't minimize that we shouldn't we shouldn't you know some people are like you gotta invest in your life. and it's like well but but i got kids and you know and i got there like life shows up and i got bills and i don't i don't make multi hundred thousand dollars per year. I, I, you know, some of us make a hundred thousand per year, but many of us don't who are, who are coming into this community, but what was it like? And what has it been like for you to make, take a bigger step in your education? Did putting more skin in the game, both provide you more skills, but also more accountability. Was there any other benefits that you didn't think that you would get out of it? Yeah. So obviously dropping a couple thousand bucks was not easy. It was not an easy decision for me or my husband. We don't have credit cards. We tried to manage finances pretty closely. So pulling out a savings was a big deal because that's how we did it. Um, and I have a lot of people who ask me, like, I'm skeptical. or Is it worth it? Or my husband or wife is skeptical. They don't know if we should do this or not. And the first thing I tell them is good. Like you want a skeptical partner. Um, like, Absolutely. You work hard for your money. You absolutely should be questioning whether or not this is the right investment for you. Like there's no pressure to purchase the blueprints, but here are the benefits that I have seen in my 38 days of doing this because I bought the blueprints. Um, and, and I also tell them my number one goal was to make back my investment. And, um, that was the first, that was my first milestone. And I'm happy to be able to tell them at 30 days in like 38 days. in, I've, I've been able to do that. So this is not impossible. And in fact, it's very attainable. And, um, and it's a really fun challenge for me, at least. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely a business. You definitely have to go into it with that mindset. And a lot of people, again, are like, should I invest in the blueprints? And you have to tell them, it depends on what you want out of this, really. Yeah. Um, do you want this to help you achieve that financial and lifestyle freedom? Because if you do, then that's, that's a really good bet. And that's a really good place to start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, there's no way 
to fu- to find yourself unsupported in, in our in our community here just because we're constantly always trying to think of ways to better support you and, and we've made a few major moves in the first part of the year uh, for our blueprint students it's real important that we have clear paths of education not a thousand different things going on uh, that we're investing into the people that chose us that said yeah I want to learn from you so if you're if you're on the fence about that about purchasing the blueprints, um, look, friends, it's uncomfortable to invest in yourself. Many of us have not done that our whole lives. We've invested into everybody else around us, including our bosses, including mm-hmm. our family members, our spouses, our children. And it's, it, you know, it's very uncomfortable to then go and invest in yourself. It's like, oh, do I, you know, subconsciously, you may even be asking yourself, do you deserve it? And um, uh, it's also odd that it's much easier to spend money on materialistic things outside of ourselves than it is selling, buying something that's going to improve who we are and make our actual value increase, right? Not our, you know, when we buy cars, our value decreases, actually. We, we don't realize that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, um, Warren Buffett says you can improve your commute, you can improve your, your, and this is, he's even speaking to people in regular uh, corporate America, you can improve your 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 uh, income by fifty percent by improving your communication skills. I find that to be true. Most people that come into this community, one of the big benefits that many of you will get as you're talking and writing is to learn how to better, more effectively communicate. That's what marketing's all about. That's the way to get everything that you want in life. What I didn't realize, I'll tell you, an, a, a a hidden benefit of this for me was I actually became more influential and persuasive in other areas of my life as well. I just was able to get more, not because I, marketing isn't manipulation. Marketing is serving people. I've learned that it's serving people. It's making it about them, right? But also getting my needs met, right? Because I'm charging what I'm worth. I'm not just out doing you know, volunteer work all day long or building somebody else's dreams. I'm serving, serving, delivering value, boom, making a recommendation. I get paid. And that's mm-hmm. obviously our favorite part, right? <laughs> it, it, it is, is, is getting paid. So, hey, some people are asking how many, how did you gain followers so fast, right? <laughs> this is one of the big things that people come in and they're, they're like, oh man, you, you know, how do I turn these clicks into cash? First of all, couch office mom, What's going on there? And is that part of the theme of, of your of your channel? Oh, yeah. My okay. goal, I mean, if I was going to do this, the whole reason I started is I want to make money from my couch, from my bed. I want to make it from vacation, you know, anywhere. I don't want to be limited or tied to a desk. I was like, I'm going to do this. We're going to capitalize on this and I'm going to do what I want. Um, so, I mean, my goal is like, if you want to make money from your couch, it's possible and I'm going to show you how to do it. As far as getting followers quickly, I never thought that was possible. Um, TikTok wasn't on my phone 38 days ago. And in fact, I swore it never would be because I'm a millennial and I'll stick with Facebook and I'll bring MySpace back if I have to. Um, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not, that's a young kid's game. Um, but I also was like, all right, I'm over it. I got, I was more willing right, yeah. to want to make this work than to eat crying. Yeah, I get TikTok on my right, phone. Right, right, Yeah, they may be dumb young kids, but they're rich, right? They're hitting yeah. rich. You, you know, they they know something we don't know. Yeah. So, um, making those first few videos was extremely difficult. I have never been somebody who likes to take pictures. I never allowed my family to take pictures of me. 
I never put them on social media unless, I mean, I approved them. And <laughs> so like seeing my face and hearing my voice and like having to watch it over and over and over was terrifying. Um, but I'll be honest. And this is, this is something I did not anticipate. It has kind of helped me, not kind of, it has helped me overcome a huge fear of, of, I don't know, some irrational fear of wanting to see myself outside of my body, you know? Um, mm. It's like, it's been really liberating for somebody who has been afraid of cameras, um, you know, my entire life. And I found that there are, I am not the only one. Um, there are a lot of people who are afraid of doing this because they don't want to see their face or share you know, them, they're themselves, um, on social media and I a hundred percent get it. Yeah. But a big part of what I try to tell people is like, there, you're going to get benefits from this outside of money and outside of freedom. It kind of helps you address some issues that you might have with yourself. Um, mm -hmm. but, but you're doing it yourself. You're helping yourself heal in ways that you didn't really anticipate. At least that's the case for me. Um, so there have been a lot of benefits for me going into this that have far exceeded my expectations. But yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. Like that is gotta be one of the biggest things that people are afraid of. I can relate to it. Nobody likes the, the look of, you know, the, I'm not going to say this, but I mean, even I can't say nobody, I shouldn't speak in, in those extremes, but look, even people in Hollywood and especially them, they, they get their pictures touched up, you know, photoshopped. I didn't know this, but the majority of like people who are famous, who like have a public person personality or persona, like they won't even post their pictures on social media unless they've been touched up. I didn't know that. I mean, no, I didn't either. I, I just thought people always looked that good. You know, <laughs> I'm like, damn, this person's literally perfect. Like not a fucking wrinkle on their face. Not a, you know, and I'm just like looking at these pictures for years. And then I find out that Photoshop's a real thing, man. Photoshop's a real thing. So not only, you know, is it a, is it just an awkward thing to speak in front of people, public speaking, whatever, just be, but then yeah, hearing your own voice is awkward. Seeing your face is awkward. But then you're also comparing yourself to fake people, yeah. right? To fake things, to a whole fake world, right? And it's like I think that's why so many people people I'm late to the party of knowing that Photoshop is such a like a like a commonly known thing, and and I think that people are starving for just authentic connection and just people who they can guarantee to themselves that they're real especially with the with the threat of ai and all this other shit in the future like that mm -hmm. we you know it may be fake people and deep fakes on the screens and all this shit it's got us all fr freaked out it's like you know you come across a real person on the internet you're like let me look at this yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah let me make sure but then if you can assure yourself that they're real what did the sun just come out over there or something? yeah i did sheesh um yeah. So it's like, it's like, uh, wow, I got a, I got a real person here. I, I can relate to them, you know? And so there's this, I'd like you to talk about just more about being yourself on video and not, 
a lot of people, when they hear that, they're like, oh, I got to get on video and tell my story. So that's what they got to tell their life story. That's not particularly what we mean when we say be yourself. It's just we. what I mean is don't waste a bunch of time dolling up or get, putting your three-piece suit on because nobody's going to give a shit anyways. It's going to convert less it, the prettier you look because you're going to look fake and people are going to be skeptical that you're not really who you are. So the more real, the more sorry, shitty that you look, just rolled out of bed, whatever, <laughs> mediocre as your coffee yeah. mugs. Honestly, I'm just speaking, spitting real. This is just cut through the bullshit. The more people trust it because they're like, look, if this person was going to try to fake, they'd at least put a clean shirt on or something. Right? <laughs> so there's more relatability and trust. The, the, the worse you look because you don't look like you're priming and setting somebody up for some sort of a, yeah. of a trick or a, what would you add to that takeaway? What comes up for you as I say that? Oh, um, I'm, and I, I talk about this again on my lives, which I should be talking more about other things, but I end up talking about how greasy my hair is or, um, like, Really, guys, y'all, I cycle through the same seven shirts in like all my videos. You can go back through, you'll see. I don't have, I mean, I have more shirts. I just don't wear them because I work from home and I, this is what I'm comfortable in. Um, my house is always a mess. If you catch a glimpse of me walking through my house, it is not clean. Um, and I never wear makeup because <laughs> I just don't like to. But um, so I'm broken out in a lot of my videos, you know, just. And so I tell people, and I don't actually tell them, I do it because number one, that's me. Um, and number two, I did not relate with anybody, and I still don't, on social media who's got a clean house, who looks like they're always put together, who's talking about making hundreds of thousands of dollars or even $10,000, but they look perfect. They have a nice car. You know, I don't, I'm a normal person. <laughs> Um, I don't have all of those things. And so I'm not going to believe somebody who's driving around in a super nice car or who's got a perfect house. Um, and I didn't want to talk to those people either. I wanted to talk to other people like me. And I yeah. knew who my target audience was going to be going into it because it's me. It's yeah. other working moms in their 30s. And I genuinely want them to know that they don't have to be stuck in a nine to five sacrificing time with their kids while they're little. Um, and, and so it's actually been a lot easier for me posting without having to worry about looking nice or being right. clean. Um, <laughs> it's like so easy. I can remember the days when I like had to have a shower before I went on camera and all this <laughs> different kind of stuff. And it was like now, I mean, literally just before this, 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 um, this, this sh show, I had a, a white shirt on. I had to put on a black shirt because I wear a black shirt every day. So there was, of course, one inside out laying on the floor. I picked it up. I was, you know, I smelled myself, of course, not like this, but it just, I smelled. So, I was just like, ooh, I stink. Like I need a shower. But I put the shirt on anyways. Like, and it's just like, you'll never know unless I tell you. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that, um, yeah, my life in my work schedule is so much more stress-free like that. That's the other thing that I think is is needs to be pointed out is part of my motivation for doing this is how stress-free it is. I never feel like I'm working. I'm always enjoying myself. I literally drive from one house to another house, sometimes on my golf cart, right? I don't want to go into a I don't want to go into an office, 
right? So we have a, a, an office house that's that's within the same neighborhood. My wife and I drive over here. It's it's a very low key life. It's a very simple life. It's a very I enjoy that. My wife and I took the, the my son up to uh, the park yesterday uh, on the golf cart, just you know walking around, coming home. I mean, we splurged this year and got a chef. We did get a chef. Ooh, that's nice. It is nice. It is. And she's so sweet. She's so cool. Um, but I know, and I have a lot of nice things, but I don't put them in videos because they're just a turnoff in today's day and age. And it's like, for me, honestly, like I have a, a nice car. I'm looking at it right now. It's a Mercedes G wagon, but honestly, nobody ever even sees me drive in it. Cause I don't go anywhere. <laughs> So like, even my opportunities to be cool are, are, I don't even want to take advantage of them because I love this life. That's my point. I love this life of low key. My kids don't even know. They know I own a business. They, but they don't, they, they know it's called legendary. They know I wear the shirts every day, but it's not about daddy's business all the time or that daddy's got to go out of town this next week. Or that, you know, daddy's got a big thing coming up and everybody needs to be, you know, quiet or whatever. The business in, in the life is built around them instead of forcing them to be built around my stressful work life. And that is, I believe, one of the biggest gifts that I'll ever give my children. It sounds like you're on the same page. Yeah. And it's not that I don't like aspire to some of those things, you know, um, like I do. I have been driving, you know, the same old car my husband's, you know, we're both frugal, so we're going to drive that until it stops running. Yeah. But um, part of the reason, you know, I'm doing something that I can potentially, you know, I can scale is so, like, eventually I can get that car that I've had my eye on. And um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, that's one of my goals. And when that day happens, I am going to share that until I was able to do this because of what I started. Um but as far as my audience is now, like I said, I'm kind of cataloging my experience and I want them to know that they can start as a normal person, you know, just working and trying to do their best. <laughs> so um, that's that's my goal for right now. And that's obviously going to change as we, you know, as we go. But so how what would you say that if, if somebody says, hey, how have you gotten traction with your videos and sort of building up your followers? What are one or two tips that stand out to you as something that, that you would say, hey, yeah, I would, if I could only give you a couple of tips, I'd probably hit on these, these, these points. Uh, the first one is consistency. Absolutely. Like if you're going to do it, you need to do it every day. Um, and the number of times you do it a day can, can change depending on how much traction you're getting, I think. And then the second thing at least is just to be authentic. Um, which again was hard for me. And I've had people message me and they're like, Hey, I'm reaching out to you. I've heard about this before, but I'm reaching out to you because you seem like a real person. And I'm like, I don't know what I did except that I just posted when I could in my messy house. Um, so I think being consistent and then bringing authenticity to your channel is I think the second part there is hard for people to know what you mean by that. What is authenticity? I think in this world that we live in now, it's difficult. You've what I what I'm experiencing with you, what I maybe don't experience with everybody else when I look at their videos and so forth, 
is that I'm experiencing somebody who I would really describe as down to earth, right? And these are some of the things that we, these are the, when you hear somebody talking about somebody that they like, these are some of the things that usually you hear, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if somebody is a famous person in, in, believe it or not, once you start posting videos on TikTok, you will have an authority. So here's some of the things that people say about other people that they like, and sometimes their authority figures are, they're really down to earth, right? They're real. That's one thing that I have heard my entire life. Other people use to describe people that they liked. Mm -hmm. They're down to earth. My question to all of you who are at, you know, trying to get your, your videos to pick up, are you, when it, when, when you're talking on these videos, does it feel like you're, they're talking to somebody who's down to earth, right? Because I think that's really important for people. What does that mean when you, he, that's how I'm experiencing you. What, what, what does that mean to you, Megan? And what are some of the things that you're, is there anything in particular does that resonate? Like, does that resonate? Like, ah, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm coming off as somebody who's down to earth. Is there any other ways in which that you would better describe your kind of personality or your, because it is, it is a personality. You do have a personality. We all do. And we covered the, um, the, um, we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago and she was going through the, um, the, um, what the hell are they called? The, the, uh, they were, she was going through the, um, the lover and the guy next door and, uh, they're called something specific, kind of like a theme to like your kind of like your vibe or your personality. But it, it, is there any, is there any tips about how you deliver to make yourself more relatable and more down to earth? Um, I think not being oh, archetypes archetypes was archetypes. the word that I was looking for from our previous guest last week, but it, sorry, back to my question. Is there any particular things that you, that you do or about your, to come off as down to earth to make sure that you're not, is there any little ways in which you intro videos or things you say on, on, uh, like for me, I try to tell, I, tr I try to, um, I do a lot of things to, and I've listed a lot of them, the way I dress, the way I talk, the, the way I don't flash things and stuff like that. Obviously your surroundings, couch mom on a couch, that is already sending a message to people that, Hey, this person's down to earth. Is there any other strategies that you use to make sure that you stay relatable? Um, I, I don't script anything. Um, I, I mean, I'll tell you, that doesn't mean I don't record myself and then delete it and have to re-record it because I can't talk clearly. Um, and if some of that makes it into the video, then it's fine. Like I, you know, but I don't, I'm not reading anything. Um, and to be honest, when I started posting, I didn't feel like I was being down to earth, but I, which is weird. I, I'm not intentionally trying to do that. I don't know. Um, you know, I, you know, it's just, I, you don't really. Maybe hard maybe. to talk about yourself, isn't it? Yeah, like, I don't talk about myself. I, I've again, I've steered clear of talking about myself as much as I possibly can for the same reasons, probably that I didn't like seeing myself on camera. Yeah. Um, but I think that being honest and um, transparency in your in your videos is a really big thing. And I, again, I haven't been doing that intentionally, but I have said in a couple of my videos, like I just don't have the energy to lie. Like I, I can't keep up with it. And, um, 
And I don't really want to, because if I'm trying to tell people about my experience, I want them to know exactly what it's been for me. So, um, so I do try to be as transparent as possible. And I don't, again, I went into this not saying I was going to make income claims and stuff like that, but so many people have been like, what have you actually made? And I'll tell them like, it's not, you know, it's not crazy money, but it's money. And, um, and at least they have a realistic expectation going into this. And, um, but I got answer that question when you hadn't made money, we get this so often it's, and you could ask that when you, when you have, by the way, folks, just for anybody who's new, the strategies and skills we teach her don't only apply to being an affiliate as legend of legendary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come in and because this is their reference point, this is what, you know, they were introduced to affiliate marketing. It's an easy transition. A lot of people say, oh, I'll just start as an affiliate with legendary, but these, these strategies and skills apply to all, all businesses, um, all products, particularly digital products or coaching courses or events. I want to remind everybody, those are the, the, the in affiliate marketing, those are the core four business models we teach, not selling physical products, um, not doing, you know, drop shipping or kind of, you know, making little things and selling them. That's called passion projects or hobbies. We want to be in something and spending our time doing something that has a legitimate chance to make us those $1,000, $10,000 months and beyond, right? We don't want to get talking crazy, stupid numbers, but th- there are crazy, stupid numbers to be had, but we'll keep it realistic. Um, I forgot what my original question was now that I went on that disclaimer rant. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. But, but basically it was, what did you say at the beginning before you had results? And it doesn't matter what niche you're in. You can use your niche. I, but I want you to, everybody who's listening to remember that every person, when they go into a niche, if you're going to go into it as the spokesperson, then yeah, it's a good idea to have, you know, it's a good idea to have results. But if you're not going in as the spokesperson, Right. If you're going in as a simple um, uh, affiliate who's saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm using other people's stories. Let me teach you. There's ways to do this without making yourself the guru and making it all about you. Um, but for you, Megan, how did you answer the question before you had gotten results and made money? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, and so I would tell people, you know, I've I don't really liked to me in the, in the beginning, I was like, I, I don't really have an income claim to make. Um, but I also said it's because there are so many factors that can determine your success from my success. I mean, the niche, the, your audience, your product, everybody, the amount of time and effort that you're actually putting into this, it's all going to be factors that determine how much you actually make. Um, and I would tell people like, I got into this because I've seen other stay-at-home moms, other working moms, teachers, healthcare workers, an 81-year-old man do this successfully. And um, and I thought, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Um, and I just tell them I am. I'm doing it. And you know, the, the odd thing about it is, is the people who are asking the questions, the, what are your results? What, what do you, you know, the people who are trolling you like that are all, in, sometimes they have a question and they're going to buy, but very often they were never going to buy in the first place. And by consistently just continuing to deliver value, posting at the beginning, consistent as hell, just going crazy at the beginning, not 
you know, kind of tiptoeing your way in, but go crazy at the beginning, be consistent as hell, post like a son of a gun. Why? Because you will get leads and you will likely make a sale if you go crazy and stop mm -hmm. worrying about what everybody thinks at the beginning. And guess what? Now you'll have gotten the result, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Right. And again, this could be applied to any niche. How would I, as a, you know, a non <coughs> guy with diabetes, go into the diabetes niche and sell a course or, and give away an ebook on the topic? Look, I, I'm, I don't have diabetes. How would I do that? I, well, I would do a little bit of market research and find stories about, you know, what are the pains that the person is probably going through? And I would go to the product and say, what are some of the stories and solutions that people have had based with this product? And then I would tell those stories. I would just tell those stories. 99% mm -hmm. of the time, people don't even ask you the questions that you fear most. And the reason why they do is oftentimes because you fear them. The world has a weird way of doing self-fulfilling prophecies. It gives us what we're most afraid of. Why? I don't know why. It's just how the universe works. It's more intelligent than I am, mm -hmm. right? So if you're really afraid, you ever notice how if you're really afraid of something, the world will keep putting you in that situation because it's asking you. Your God, the universe, whatever your higher power is, it's asking you to grow through it. Right. Oh, yeah. And so we come into entrepreneurship and we sign up, we get ready. And then so many of us right at the very beginning where you need to be pouring on gasoline, we go into, oh, man, what if this? What if that? And the truth is, at the very beginning, you need to not worry about what anybody thinks and just go crazy and get those first results because they will come. But you've got to be taking massive, ridiculous action right at the beginning, mm -hmm. posting like crazy. It's I call it ignorance on fire. Ignorance on fire. Because guess what? Then the more we learn, the more we tend to overanalyze. So you have to, and then you got to go back to the basics, right? It's the same with everything. I'm describing the journey of becoming an athlete. I'm describing the journey of doing a new job. I'm describing the journey of entrepreneurship and online marketing. Once you start learning a bunch of shit, it's info, you know, info overwhelming. You got to take it back down to basics. But in the beginning, we're all afraid. We're, we all have the same fears. It blows my mind because seven years into this, hun hundreds of thousands of students, it's always the same thing. And it's always the same recipe for success too. the story that you're telling right now, which is I was scared as shit. Hubby was skeptical, <laughs> you know, da, 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 da. Guess what? It was my story too. My wife was like, are you nuts? You can't even pay. This was 14 years ago. You're so broke. You can't afford to pay attention. You don't have a pot to piss out and or a window to throw it out of. We're sleeping on the floor, David. I had a mattress without a frame. She said, David, you don't have any money to waste. And I said, please let me put a computer on your credit card. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a crowd computer. And you know what she did? And I paid mm -hmm. her off 50 bucks at a time over six months or so. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know what? My journey was just as painful at the beginning, just as awkward and uncomfortable. But guess what? I didn't even bleed. Didn't even get any injuries, just all emotional fears and stuff like that. Does that resonate? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
we, my husband and I have been fixing up a hundred year old farmhouse for um, like two and a half years now and to pull $2,500 and invest it into learning when I have already invested 40,000 in a degree that I'm not using. Um, it was like, why? why, you know, and it was, I mean, that was money that we could be putting into the house. Like I'll show you, I'm in my bedroom, which is the last room in the house to be touched. And I, Oh, look, there's a door that we filled in and we haven't even fixed it yet. Um, I like it. It kind of looks rustic. Well, it's rustic. <laughs> the whole house is rustic. Um, but he, you know, it's like, we have bigger problems, bigger projects to put that money into. And so it was scary deciding to do it for myself. Um, but so worth it. And he's seeing these results. He's seeing me work and, um, and it's been really rewarding. Cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. So are you, do you live in a greenhouse? Green? Yeah. No. No, it's not the same girl there, Mary. Somebody <laughs> thought you were the girl in the greenhouse. Oh, no, no. Um, my house is two different colors because it haven't finished painting outside. And um, should have known, right? Yeah. It's a, we're going to be doing this project till we die, probably. But so are you, do, do you, I just want to ask you this because you have mentioned projects that you have going on in, what is your awareness about your patterns in projects? Are you somebody who starts them, doesn't finish them, starts them and in, and in, in does finish them and then starts something new because you always like to have like what do you what do you know about yourself that you're taking into this business that 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 is that is you know that you're being aware of, that you're aware that you have the either this tendency or this pattern, this strength or this weakness? What's coming up for you? Um, I tend to be one of those people who hyper fixates on a project, goes really hard for a short amount of time and then drops it and then picks it back up, goes really hard, drops it. <laughs> so I have, um, like a couple different embroidery cause I, I do embroidery for fun. Mm. Got a couple of those I've started and haven't finished. Um, and so going into this, I knew that about myself, um, and I, I've just been very conscious about making sure I don't fall into those same patterns and making sure that I'm staying consistent. Of course, this is a little bit different, you know, from a hobby. This is a lifestyle change. Um, so the rewards, the potential is a lot greater than than some of the other projects that I've started and stopped. But that is something that I've had to be aware of going into this venture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's resonating with a lot of people. I mean, the start and stop, we get excited. I think that's human nature to a certain extent. And it's also can be a gift. I like to look at everything as what's going right and how can we build on it versus I'm struggling. How can I take this out of, how can I fix this? How can, right? Because we all got good things and everything that we have has a good side to it, right? It may be very small, Right. We may be using something for, you know, using our like, for example, somebody who's really emotional, like a guy might get angry a lot if if he hasn't learned how to ch either healed or learn how to channel his emotions in a in a powerful, positive way. That was me for a long time until I got into this business and started channeling my emotions by telling my story. And it was healing versus staying locked up, drugs and alcohol. Never. Right. I mean, that was part of the transformation or way in which I was able to, 
you know, turn a struggle into a strength. But even starting and stopping, if you have a lot of energy or passion around projects, you that's fine. Look, I go in those kind of cycles as well sometimes to where I'm really energetic about working on projects, or especially if I have something that I'm like, okay, this is a focus. Like I'm going to, and I think it's always important to have like a big focus. Like what am I working on right now? Okay. I'm going to build this channel to 10,000 followers. I'm not going to, you know, even, even look left or right until I do, or I'm going to build, write this sales page, or I'm going to write my email series. Like those are what I mean by big projects. But even if you are somebody who starts and stops, it, it it's not particularly about fixing, changing. It's just about being aware, right? And then when I'm not super dialed in or passionate, just make sure that I remember what are my basics that I need to make sure that I do every day to mm -hmm. keep things running, right? Because the, the damage is when I completely pull away and then think I'm going to come back. And then I, right. And I see this all the time with people. They're like, well, life got in the way. Life pulled me back. Where should I start? I'm getting back involved. Well, back at zero, you're a dabbler. You're, you're, you're as what we describe as a dabbler, somebody who starts and gets it up and then, and then back to zero and then starts. The problem with that is you're always starting at zero versus what are the kind of basics that I need to do every day, regardless of what I'm feeling. And then there's, of course, the stressor and the master. The stressor mm -hmm. might stress out over everything, but keep things going. And then the master eventually finds that kind of that groove where when you have the extra energy, you, you put it into projects or you just focus and say, I'm going to complete this project and then take a break. And then it's back to just doing the basics every day. But even if you're working on a big project, still got to do the basics every day. What are your basics? I would ask everybody to, what are your in, your absolute mandatory income producing activities? The highest of the priority that you need to make sure that get done six to seven days a week. I'll let you answer that question and then we'll bring this airplane in for a landing. What are your must haves that regardless of how you're feeling, minus you know blood, sickness, illness, bedridden, hospital. What are your mandatory daily income producing activities? It is responding to people who reached out to you. Um, because there are days I cannot bring myself to post because I just don't feel it. Like I, um, and I don't want that to come through in my videos. And, um, and I don't want that to affect anybody else. But I make it a priority every single day to make sure that I am responding to people who've reached out. Sometimes it takes me a little while to get to them, but a lot of people reach out because they want to make sure that you're talking, they're talking to a real person and, um, and it could affect their, their, um, their perception of like the industry. And, um, you know, if, if they, if they reach out to somebody with a question and they, they don't get a response and they think that, you know, they might think poorly of, what we're actually doing. And um, so that's a big priority for me is just making sure that people know that this is real. I'm a real person. I have real results and I will get to you. Like I will talk to you about it if you're interested. Nice. Nice. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, Megan, it's been fantastic. I, I've loved talking to you. I hope we can speak again in the future for a follow-up episode. And um, 
you know, thanks for sharing your time today. Thanks for, uh, you know, your story, your transparency. And uh, I know that you're going to do, you're already doing wonderful things. I know this is just a start for you. So stay legendary, my friend. Okay. And come back and see you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Okay. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right, my friends. Um, wow. Another great episode. I'd like to ask all of you, what are your mandatories? What are the things that you're doing every single day that you must do that you should build into your routine, right? Um, for some of you at the very beginning, listening to Wake Up Legendary, I highly recommend because mindset is so important in listening to these stories uh, about you know, properly setting expectations, right? Not wanting, not expecting that something's going to happen overnight, but also here's what you need to do if you want it to happen faster than others, right? And Megan went through a long list, actually not a long list, a rather short list, being consistent, right? Which, which seems to consistently come up every day. Um, and there were several other tips that she gave and that each guest each day gives. Uh, and it's so, uh, sometimes it's all you have to do is just sit and listen, right? Sit and listen, and it'll give you an edge. That's why many of you who are going through the challenge or who purchased the blueprints, do yourself a great service. Give yourself a wonderful gift of knowledge and just go through. If you're going through the challenge, finish the challenge. If you're going through the blueprints, you've purchased maybe our blueprint bundle coming through. Start with the affiliate marketing bl business blueprint and go through it, a tech, attend decade in a day. Let me explain how to enter a niche, how to immediately find a product, begin testing it and turning clicks into cash. We'll walk you through all this stuff, plus support you on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, both here on Wake Up Legendary, but also on our daily coaching calls. We have coaching calls for Blueprint members five days a week, support 101 for newbies, and hot seat calls for people who are looking for a little bit more advanced feedback. My friends, the only, as my dad used to say, if you're waiting on me, you're backing up, right? We're, we're waiting on you, right? To make a decision to step into your power and to, as Megan said, you to determine your worth. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Get out of here. Peace.